0: We now go to a soothing sound of a DUI arrest in Oklahoma over the Fourth of July weekend. Oh, please, please help me! What's wrong? Help, me. help! I need somebody. Help, me. No, just don't need help. help! You know I need someone. Help! What is wrong? you <laughs> I was young, so much younger than today if anybody's helping please, please, well, wrong. But now these days are gone, oh, days and are gone. I'm not so selfish. i will up the, the doors. Help me if you can, I'm feeling down. Please, no, and I do appreciate you being around. Help me get my feet back up. Yeah. yeah, This is, this is, this is my own damn show. Which way, bitch way, switch way will that river flow? Sticks and stones they may break your bones, but words are forever when truth destroys the dream. Words hurt forever what's up you know what i love the most about dui offenders the most the pattern's always the same folks after you get past the initial screaming whining and pleading for mercy from the police officer out you know out there on the street that's not going to do nothing for you it's over accept it be an adult stop acting like a titty baby give you an example. A friend of mine and I, we were on our respective motorcycles driving through North Hollywood. He was on the right, I was on the left. And shit, LA's finest right behind us, or North Hollywood's right behind us. It doesn't matter. Point is, here comes a fork in the fucking road. We know we're going to get lit up. We just don't know where. I know I've got warrants out for my arrest, one of them for tailing Clint Eastwood. And that's a true fucking story. That's another story. The point is, we get to the fork in the road... My bud goes right, I go left. Well, shit, the cop stayed on my ass. I got lit up. Next thing you know, I'm in the back of the squad car. No big deal. It's just a couple of bench warrants. One of them was for failure to appear. So it was over the Clint Eastwood shit. If you hadn't heard about it, you ought to go back and find it because I ain't telling the story again. But So technically, I got pinched for that shit twice. If you get right down to it, ooh, fucking Clint. He didn't have to call the cops on me. All I wanted was a goddamn autograph. Anyway, um, it's another story. I was on my motorcycle, by the way, when that happened, too. That son of a bitch. What am I babbling about? The stop itself didn't get interesting until my friend turned around on his bike, came back, and said, hey, uh, where are y'all taking him? And I'll go ahead and get his bond arranged. And the police said we're going to be taking him blah, 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 wherever the fuck it was. I don't remember. By the way, let's see your license. Cops laughed at us all the fucking way to jail. I'd be a liar if I said we weren't laughing too. You see, Shane went to a jail and I went to another jail. We had warrants in like different parts of the city. And if you have warrants in different parts of the city, well, somebody's got a tour of Los Angeles. Guess what? You're, you're. Everybody wants a piece of your ass. That's right. They're gonna be moving you all over this town like a fucking checker piece, not a chess piece, a checker piece. You're a pawn at best, dickhead. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, we didn't throw a fucking fit about it. I listened to my best friend cuss me all the way to my jail where they dropped me off and then they took him to his jail which is on the other side of the city. He still bitches about it to this very day. You fucker, I never should have turned around. <laughs> the point is you don't throw a fit and act like a fucking baby. You know you're wrong. I bring all this up because of the the, the usual pattern that DUI offenders go through. You heard the screaming and yelling. Then they get back to the jail and they decide they're going to challenge the police officer. They pull out that card and they start trying to challenge him, like, "Hey, I'm better than you, and you're a pile of shit, and you're beneath me, even though you're arresting me." Oh, get over yourself. Why were you arrested? Why were you arrested? Who did you battery on a police officer and disorderly? I have, uh, disorderly on a police officer? No, I said battery on a police officer. How? So, when you ran back in the truck and pushed my partner, that's battery. Mm hmm. Time. That's <laughs> no, okay. I get paid in the big bucks too. Yeah? For what? For. <laughs> better than you <laughs> I mean, like. Probably. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, you have to, like, deal with people like. Like you? Oh, yeah, like me. Oh, yeah, like me. I'm sure. Yeah, I deal with people like you all the time. Insecure, arrogant, ignorant. I'm sure you deal with people a lot worse than me. It doesn't happen very often where someone pushes oh, us, so. Baby, I'm from. Con- so am I. So what does that have to do with oh. me? Not much. I know people sober up, and I would sure as hell hope they regret when they see this shit online. Of course, she got two battery charges against her, against police officers, and she also got two obstructing and disorderly conducts, and um, that's not to mention the DUI. She's probably going to spend at least 30 days in jail because it's not a brand new story. It happens all the fucking time, folks. That's what I miss about alcohol. It's a fantastic excuse. That's right. I was drunk, just erases that fuck th- wipe that board clean, folks. It's okay. You were drunk. Hey, the other people will tell you it's not an excuse. These are the people that vote for Trump. Fuck them. What would they know about excuses? Why plenty? They want you to accept theirs. But they don't want to accept yours. Fuck them. You lay your excuses on them thick. I drove my car through the neighbor's house because I was plastered. I'll come back to the fact that Kathy keeps accusing me of taking the $20 bill from that fucking petty cash drawer. Oh, I hate that bitch. Anyway, I was drunk. I'm sorry. You see there? I wouldn't even call that into the insurance company. As a matter of fact, I may have a personal vendetta against Kathy. She's the one that started all this shit. Bitch. You can dare a drunk woman to screw you, and she'll screw you. I dare you to screw me, and she'll screw you. I don't know what that has to do with this story, but anyway. It was an exciting 4th of July Tuesday, wasn't it? No, not at all. <laughs> It really wasn't bad at all. Best thing to do yesterday, I thought, was just stay in the house. Trish and I, we just both decided to, you know, kick it here. Keep the blinds closed, the A.C. going, and, um, you know, barbecued some short ribs in the evening and just hung out. It was great. I had a pretty good Fourth of July celebration right there in front of the house. I did this huge fountain extravaganza. Nothing but all these big, giant fountains shooting sparklies and cracklies and all kinds of colors and shit all over the street. I mean, I like had eight going at the same fucking time. It was awesome. And then I fired off a huge 30-mortar shot cake, and it was great. That's all I wanted to do. and It was fun. Of course, the pets hate it. Our little abandoned dog we took in about a year and a half ago. Oh, my God. She was just a shaking like a leaf. And when I realized, I come into, I brought her here in the studio, boys from the studio with me, wrapped her in a blanket, and put her in a chair next to me, and she calmed right down. But I didn't even think about the pets. When I realized how scared she was, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> All animals, I, I guess they just hate that shit. The only ones that doesn't bother were the feral cats. The feral cats that sit around my house. We adopted a family of feral cats. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, God, you're going to regret that. No, no. I'm going to take them and get them their shots and get them fixed. And we're, we're domesticating them. We're humanizing them. I feed them every day. There's the mama and her three kittens. The kittens are just about weaned. But we've already named the three kittens the cat pack. That's right. They are the cat pack. The little miniature black runt cat. He's Sammy, obviously. Sure, scared, skittish, always running, afraid people want to hurt him. But he doesn't realize we all love him. We're going to protect him. Then I got the Tom cat. I named him Dean. Of course, after Dean Martin, why not? He's always catting around. Mr. Rico Suave, looking for a next piece of ass. And then, of course, you got the golden boy. You got the golden boy, and that would be Sinatra. Oh, he's a stud. Mr. Social Butterfly. He's not afraid to walk right into this house. Hey, man, I love this place. Hey, get your little ass outside. You don't belong in here. <laughs> I'm going to get him fixed. I'm going to get him fixed, and uh, we're going to keep the cat pack here as long as we can. There will be outdoor cats, unless it's, like, just brutal weather. What the fuck am I talking about? Let's move on. the uh, fourth of july flow rider performance last night know, i'm sorry flo but i expected so much more i know it's fourth of july you're probably half fucking lit when you took the stage right i got a question do you and Pitbull do anything other than jump, jump jump jump, the jump, jump, the, yeah, o- side, so far, jump, jump, jump? Your in your hands up the jump, jump, All the fucking, shut the fuck up. Does this shit have any lyrics? Am I required to <laughs> uh, jump around like a fucking idiot every show I go to? Don't anybody just listen to a song anymore, huh? Hey, something I do have to say, though, Flo. Oh, I really admire you for this. Your backup dancers back here? Holy shit. That one latina there at the end, right there at the end, closing song, I don't even know what it was, you're all jumping around and throwing your hands in the air and shit is your second number is your second number, and as soon as over on on fucking camera, big screen TV in my living room, there was that hot little latina right behind you to your right. My God, she was cute, just twirled right around and hiked that ass up for the world to see. It was gorgeous. I mean, I damn near come out of my fucking sitting chair in the living room. I was like, damn, my, even my wife went, yeah, my God, girl. <laughs> hey, go back and watch that Flo Rider performance. And at the very close of that second number, you'll see what I'm talking about. What a fucking ass on that kid. Of course, by the third number, the older... You know, more scraggly looking chicks are out there, including the one that still looks good in like a string bikini. And I don't mean this is like a, it feels like a micro string bikini. Okay, the parts covering her genitalia, most people would consider dental floss. Yeah, it was that ridiculous. But, hey, once again, emphasis on the word but. The one in Rustler jean shorts and an old stained-up T-shirt with her red hair and a ponytail and dead white skin dancing on the stage next to Flo Rida sticking her ass in the air like she's all sexy. Well, we kind of got the camera off her, and here come the little chick in the you know, the bikini, the 30-something-year-old in the string bikini. She looks great in it, by the way. Hey, I'd fucking wear it. You show that shit off. I don't care if you're 60, Helen Hunt just did a full nude movie a few years ago. Sex scenes and everything. And let me tell you, a full, all total nude. She looks great. Anyway, how do I get off on doing Helen Hunt? (laughs) Shut the fuck up, man. Point is... The 30-something-year-old, she finally gets center stage. Flowrider acknowledges her center stage. She is dancing on worldwide television with Flowrider. Holy shit. This is the highlight of her career. Yeah. Her daughter's pregnant. She's going to be a grandmother by winter. But none of that matters right now because grandma can still work this fucking string bikini. She looks good. And this isn't grandma, this is Dawn's moment dawn has got her fucking moment finally after all her trials and tribulations. Here it is. Hey, a she got in the squat position in that string bikini, and bucking that ass up and down. And the flow rider, he totally acknowledged her, and jumped in behind her, and was dancing and shaking his hips. And shock and surprise! Station editors and producers all over the fucking world on live television. Her G-string acting like a portable sawmill split a turd right in half and shot out in two pieces. It's just like that. You've become infamous. Infamous. Yeah. I highly recommend if you're going to try to have a moment, you take something so you don't have a moment. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, stay right here. going to be back in a flash, and I've got the latest on Trump showing off classified documents to people he shouldn't have. I've got the actual audio. It's not a commentary. I just want you to hear the audio of uh, Don T. showing them documents off to a group, of, a room full of fucking morons. Okay? We'll talk about that here in just a second. First, on a personal level, I just want to say, if, if you suffer from pain, you need to listen to this commercial. Mention from this show's sponsor, FireMed's Cannabis, Henrietta Stillwell. Pure, clean cannabis crops out there producing and working all night while we sleep. Sun breaks and we see the Griffin Family Farm. This family, the folks out there, they're out here every day working these fields, growing untainted, uncorrupted product. Makes spirits whole again. Hey everybody, it's to Stan the Joke Man. Folks, Fire Med's Cannabis, it's a family farm-to-pipe bud dispensary. I mean, from seed to sale, they're in charge. They oversee the quality control, and you know where your product is coming from. Rick Simpson Oil is made on site. That's right, you don't have to take their addictive dope anymore. Rick Simpson Oil, made on site. Do yourself a favor, please. Go to leafly.com. I want you to look at Firemed's cannabis entire menu, and you decide for yourself. Know where your product is coming from, my friends. Firemed's cannabis, Henrietta Steelwell. Welcome back to the Stand the Joke Man show. Man, man, man. That's a spoiled brat's favorite fucking line. Man. You know. Even when it's not theirs, they like to try to lay claim to fucking everything, and show it off as though it belongs to them. So proudly show it off. Wait a minute. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, um, I just found. Isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Except it is like highly confidential, yeah. secret. This is secret information. But look, look at this. You attack and hillary would print that out all the time you know? that's the second most favorite thing spoiled brats like to do when fingers being pointed at them they'd like to say yeah but, but, but blah, 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 blah. no no we're not talking about them you little shit we're talking about you hey by the way remember one of the girls there at mar-a-lago in that fucking room ended up being a fucking russian double agent Isn't that nice, folks? That's what you support and put over your own country. All right, let's move on. Ben and Jerry, ice cream. Well, taking to social media, the ice cream company divided fans over its uh, Independence Day post tweeting, United States was founded on stolen indigenous land. Are you fucking serious? In a similar message on its website, company argued that a July 4th festivities and celebrations can distract from an essential truth about its nation's birth. Okay, I want to tell you all something. Let's get a couple of things straight here. One, okay? Stop trying to guilt people for the birth of anything. Stop trying to guilt people for how we got here, you immature little shits. We grew, didn't we? I've just about had my fucking fill of this vendetta shit and this holier-than-thou attitude shit. Yeah, the fuck you don't. Stop living in the fucking past. You can't walk forward if you keep digging up skeletons, asshole. It's called dead people baggage. Put it down. Shut up. I'm so disappointed, Jerry. I met you downtown Boston, right there on the fucking commons, When uh, we were, um, you gave me some of your free fucking ice cream. You know what you're great at? Making ice cream. Lay off the weed a little bit and stop telling us shit we already know. And stop trying to blame me for shit I had nothing to do with. Okay? Hey, black folks, I have nothing to do with what you went through in the past. You have nothing to do with what my mother's side of the family, or my father's side of the family went through in the past. Who gives a fuck? We're making things better now. We're moving forward. Can't make things better and move forward if you guys keep digging up shit in the past. I don't believe in financial restitution in the sense of cutting a check. Here you go. Here's some money. Get out of our hair. I don't agree with it at all. Because that will solve absolutely fucking nothing. You know, as well as I do, if you get those restitution checks, you're going to piss it off. You're going to blow it. You're going to fucking blow it. I got a little bit of Indian money when I was a kid. Sure, I did. I got some. You know where it went? Well, it went to the family to pay bills because we didn't have a fucking thing. That's where it went. Yeah, I got commodities. They were fucking delicious. I'm not saying people don't deserve help or need help. What I am saying is, I want to give you a real stake in the game, folks. And it's better than a fucking check. Every grandchild of a World War I, World War II veteran in this country, a Korean War, Vietnam War veteran, if they did not take advantage of the GI Bill, or because of racism or whatever, weren't able to take advantage of it, The grandchildren and children of them kids, by God, if they're making the grade at school and they want a free college ride, it's on the fucking house because your forefathers earned that for you. Your American grandfather earned that for you in World War I. He was breaking his ass as a chuck wagon cook. You know, he he didn't know that taking out that garbage at at the mess hall tent or waiting on guys and all the stuff that that black folks were forced to do back in World War I, the shit jobs, none of it was in vain. None of it. It meant something. We couldn't have won the fucking war without it. Put money on it. Without logistics, without your support people, you ain't worth a shit and you know it. Everything your grandfather did, your great-grandfather, your dad. If you're elderly and... You don't have any grandkids, you're on your own, your dad was World War I vet, cut them a check. But the kids, you're going to get a bigger stake. You're going to get a college education and you're going to lift your entire family out of poverty. That is as American as you can fucking get. And you're American. You deserve a stake in the game. And then the world is at your feet. Take it from a poor, red-headed, stepchild bastard who never graduated high school. You can see to it that your kids go to Ivy Leagues and all that shit if you use that fucking brain. I'm sick and tired of listening to y'all, bitch. How come you haven't had it up to this point? I say shut up and let's try to make it happen now. By God, you're Americans. You deserve a stake in the game. Let's set it up and make sure you get one. Because in the end, as cliche and tacky as you fucking nerds think it sounds, it is not. America benefits. Because those smart young people are going to hit the fucking private sector and keep this country strong. Fucking I. You guys have a great, great, great Wednesday. Great Thursday too. The show will be back on Friday, high noon. Dan, the Joke Man shows product of Joke Man Productions LLC broadcasting for the Boys Room Studio right here in Henrietta, America. And tonight, Chapter Nine continues bombing down Poinsettia. Cartier changes everything, Part Three. That's all this evening, eight PM. Remember, rage and hate and anger—it's the easiest fucking emotion. And there's a reason for that, folks. Think. Don't whore yourself away. No more trading uptown for downtown. See you Friday, bye, canales, mi amigos. See the stone set in your eyes. See the thorn twist in your side. Away.